Welcome to the Boston Sports Syndicate Podcast, a production of the Syndicate Network. Boston Sports Syndicate. I'm missing you back to back to back to back to back. Nights in my place and I need you in my habitat. We don't need a time and a place so your baby face it. And now, here's your hosts, Michael and Bill Travers. Welcome back to the Boston Sports Syndicate Podcast. Michael and Bill Travers are with you again. Bill, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Before we start, do you have any quick thoughts to lead us off? Yeah, you remember last week I was talking about how the Red Sox starting on the West Coast, how that stunk in the late night game. Yep. There is one simple pleasure in that when you go to bed and getting beat and you think, ah, this game is over, then you get up in the morning and you look at at your phone and, oh, wow, they came back and won that game. That's kind of cool. Yeah, but I'd still rather just be able to watch the whole game. I would, too. I still would rather it start earlier and end. Especially but when a game starts at 10. Well, even, even the opening, but it was night, a, opening day game started at 7, and that thing seemed to go on for that Yeah, was, yeah. That was a long game, and yeah. Yeah, but that 10 o'clock game was also on a Friday night, so you could just not be you know old and well, stay up, can't help stay that. up and watch if I, it. If I could change that, I would, <laughs> but I can't. Um, I actually don't have a quick thought this week. Um. So we I know get, you've got some long rants, so we better no, get right no, into no, it. No, 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 I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. That, I say that. But yeah, you do. I say that, but you it'll, will. it'll happen. Um, what team do you want to start talking about first? Why don't we start with the Patriots? Big news, which, of course, this, this always happens. We'll release a podcast. We'll and talk about something. We'll talk about And then that it's like that day, yeah. or it's either the day we talk about it or the day the podcast releases. So in this case, the podcast released on Monday, and all of a sudden, there's major Boston sports news. Major. And where are we? Major, major. And where are we? Oh, we're, we're, we're not around because we just released the podcast <laughs> that day. So we had to wait six days, and it's kind of lost its uh, lost this oomph. A little bit, but oh, still well, big news. We're going to live it. We're going we're to relive news. it anyway. Um, so Gronk retires. Now, I guess my initial, my initial question to you is, did this surprise you? Was it like? Are, are you surprised? Are you shocked? I was surprised. I thought he'd come back for another year. I believe we've talked about this a bunch. Yeah, and I believe you said he was going to retire. I believe someone. No, no, else. I, did, I didn't think he was going to retire. I know, right no, no. after the Super no, no. Bowl, we talked about it, and I said, "Well, I think he'll come back." You know, he had a good game. Shows he can still play. Shows he's got something left. I think he'll come back. I was wrong. I said it. I or said was it, I? I said it incorrectly. What I what I meant to say was some we talked about this and someone said that he was not going to retire, and someone else said that he was going to retire. That was you. I was right. You were right. Shocking. And, so far, and it, yeah. we'll get to that. That is the thing. Yeah, we'll wait. So so you weren't really surprised. I wasn't really surprised either. Obviously, because I didn't think he was coming back. My the only surprising piece to me was what took so long. Why now? Why did you? Because we came out and demanded that they set a deadline. That's true. For those of you who missed it last week. That's true. He must, you know what? He probably did listen because our episodes released Had to at have midnight. Been. Had to have been. He must have been watching on Twitch. Oh, Like maybe. in stealth mode or something that we couldn't see him. That must be it, yeah. Or he – I have a better theory. I actually think that he um, he listens to the podcast and it releases at midnight. You know, Monday at midnight. So Sunday night, late Sunday, early Monday. He was probably up still partying. And he saw that we had a new episode. He downloaded, listened to it, and said, man, they're right. I probably should make a decision. Or it could have been another theory is somebody else was listening to it, called and, him up, told him. Yep. 
Yeah. That's true. Yeah, Brady had probably, to have been. Brady probably listens. Probably yeah, that, that's Brady. probably or Belichick. Mm, Belichick might have said, you know, they're right. Yep, those guys are as smart as I am. <laughs> do you think? Do you think he screwed the team over by waiting so long? Do you think that it's that it actually? because no. that's kind of the narrative that you know, because obviously this is Boston and everything is negative. Um, do you think he screwed the team by waiting this long to do it? Where they they're now deep into free agency. Free agency started a few weeks ago, yeah. so they missed out on some tight ends. Yeah, but did they miss out on anybody that was worth it? Jared Cook. Mm. Yeah. Which, I would you know, say. they could have brought him in anyway. But, no, I don't – maybe a little bit, but I, I just don't I – think, I think the draft is where they want to go to get a tight end. I, I think it does. I think it did screw them a little bit. Maybe if they didn't even want to get a tight end, say, but say they wanted to, to go get that wide receiver, the, the Adam Humphreys, yeah. the – Well, salary cap-wise, it did. Tate. I mean, if they, if they couldn't bring back – uh, Derek, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Flowers, Trey, N- Trey Flowers, Derek Rivers. <laughs> you know how I am with names. If they couldn't bring him back because of salary cap reason, and now you have another 12 million under the cap because Gronk, Gronk retires, then yeah, that did screw them. But do I think they would have given Flowers all that money? No, I don't. See, I think it screws them. It might have screwed them in the wide receiver market because they didn't. They didn't get Humphreys. They didn't get Tate. I think that that's where it may have. That's where but it I don't might think, have hurt. I them. don't think they were counting on Gronk to be a focal point for the passing offense. You didn't have him last year as you know a big time. He didn't get a lot of catches last year. No, no, no I'm not there talking were games about games like he totally disappeared. So I, I don't think that that factored into it as far as getting a wide receiver goes. I don't think. I don't. I didn't mean it as far as like you know receptions or anything like that. I'm just talking straight cal- uh, salary cap number. Oh yeah, like yeah. because because he had such a high salary cap number. And they didn't have that money, which we argued about before. Mm-hmm. Now they weren't able to get that tight end. I mean, to get that wide receiver right. to get, to go out and get Golden Tate because they didn't have the money or any other position. Right. So I think right. I think it screws them in that. As far as replacing him, you're not whether you're signing somebody, you're not replacing. Like you're not replacing what he. There's nobody to out there right. that would replace him. What he was in his prime. That's, nobody. That's I'm, he was. He was almost one of a kind. I would take Travis Kelsey over him. Even in his but prime. he's not available. No, no, I, I know, I know. I wouldn't say that there's nobody who can replace. There's nobody right. that ever will become available. Right. That that will be able to replace him. There's nobody now that can replace him position wise. I'm just talking money wise. Mm-hmm. I think he screwed the team a little bit. Um, not even th- this is what aggravated me about the Gronk thing. I'm happy he retire that he's retiring. Like from a personal, I don't know him personally, but you know, like like good for him that he was able to walk away. He just won a Super Bowl. He's able to walk away. He's twenty. Nine years old. Yeah, that's he's younger, younger than, than me. you. Yeah, he's younger than me, yeah, and, he's, and retired. he's retired. Yep. And he has a smokehouse of a friend, but neither <laughs> here nor there. But he's like, not even twenty minutes later, people are already reporting that he might come back. Well, his, agent, do- his agent said it. His agent is a doofus. Well, he's leaving the door open. His agent is. I mean, his agent is doing what he's supposed to do. I get it, but. He hadn't even been retired for 20 minutes before people are already saying, well, you know, he might come back. Well, you yeah. know, and someone, I forget who it was, said like three weeks ago that this is what they were going to do. It was Gerard Mayo. Was it Mayo no, 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 or no, McGinnis? No, 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 It was Willie McGinnis. It was McGinnis. It was McGinnis. Willie McGinnis. I, it, it, like three At least w- I got the position right, former yeah. linebacker. Yeah, and I guess the first letter of the last name. But yeah. just let the guy retire. If he doesn't want to play anymore, he doesn't want to play anymore. Like, like stop, stop. Stop doing these things. And you know who's to blame for this? Brett Favre. Brett Favre is to blame for, do, for doing this kind of stuff. 
Remember what happened with Ortiz? When Ortiz retired and they were like, well, maybe they'll call him up at they'll call him up after the All-Star break and he'll come from the Dominican Republic and now then he'll he'll DH for the Red Sox in the second half of after whatever season he retired. Was it cousin? You're forgetting who did that first. Roger Clemens did that with the Yankees. I didn't I didn't even know that. So, yeah, okay, Clemens, then I'll blame Roger. Even better, I'll blame Roger Clemens. Yeah, it Clemens came me. back halfway. Don't you remember there was there was a big thing, Susan Waldman during the broadcast. Roger Clemens is in the owner's booth. Oh, my goodness gracious. And no, she I made don't. This, you don't remember that? I don't remember that. I must have been too young. I must have been. No. I, mean, I must have been. It wasn't that long ago. He's been out of the league for a while, so I must have been too young. Well, I, but, well I'll put it somewhere. So fine, we'll blame Roger Early Clemens, or we'll, or we'll blame Brett Favre. Either way, yeah. I'm okay with it. But like, just let the dude be retired. Like he he doesn't want to play anymore. Like, well, but, he, we, but he's we'll a bit of a free, open. He's a bit of a free spirit. He may get it. You know, they may go to training camp. He may start to miss it. May decide he wants to come back. He's still young enough to do it. Who <gasps> knows? It could it could happen if he comes back. I think we all want it to happen as Patriot fans. See, we I don't. all want to see him come back. See, I don't. Why not? Because if he doesn't want to play, if he feels well, like football no, is no, no, ruining no, no, no. his body. If he wants to come back. No. You don't nope. want to see him come back. Nope. Nope. If he Because if he wanted to come back, he would come back. He would come back. Did you hear the comp? He'd come back Did now. You, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If he wanted, if he was 100% into football, 100% into the Patriots, and 100% into being a, a contributing factor for this team, he'd come back now. He wouldn't screw the team for half the season. But three maybe quarters he of the knows season. his body can't That's, okay. go through the pounding of a whole season. Then, so rather than give him them the first half of a season, no. he'll he'll come back halfway through. He didn't even give. He didn't last year. He doesn't even give him a full season anyway. He, so nothing in training but, camp. But barely did anything in training camp. Didn't play any of the preseason games. But by retiring, that tells me that his heart, as corny as that sounds, his heart isn't in it anymore. Because he con- he contemplated retirement last year, but he still wanted to play, so he came back. Now, if he's walking away, he's walking away. He doesn't want to do it anymore. the heart, the the heart and the the desire, I guess, is gone for him to play. You could be right. So, well, it could be I don't, a combination. I don't want him of, to come back in 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 week eleven it, or week twelve. It may not be he doesn't want to play. It may just be he knows he can't. Then then that that's fine. But don't come back in week eleven and try and make another Super Bowl push. Like, I, but I, you know, I, if that happens, oh the my fans god, will be fans all are over it. Up. If, oh my god, it'll be sickening. I might have, and to we'll quit. be talking about it. I might have to quit because I won't. Even, I won't be able to handle it. <laughs> Just stay off of Twitter for a while. That's all you need to do. I can't. Twitter is is the downfall of my existence because I go on Twitter. People say the dumbest stuff. And I just lose my mind. All right, I want to I want to talk about that because Fine. You, you bring this up all the time. Why do you care so much about what other people say? And let me finish. Why does that hurt your enjoyment of something? Because I'm a I'm a millennial. I think that's the only real reason. I mean, if you because if you that's just, like that's something, if you like the Red Sox, that's and a, you like a, a certain age. player or whatever, and and you go on Twitter and you read what some idiot, any idiot, can have a Twitter account, yeah, and put what they want on there, yeah. Why do you care what they say? Well, I guess I don't really personally. Like, it doesn't really affect me that people are morons. But it gets you stuff, all worked up, and it, you're like, "Oh, I hate that, and that's stupid." A, and yeah, because it's good. It's good. Uh, it's good entertainment it's good for, value. Okay. It's it's good for the it's good for the brand. It's good for the company that I that I do that. Um, we have divide 
kind of right here, and we also have divide in our in our uh, twitch.tv slash the syndicate network chat. Uh, Grez agrees with me and thinks that Gronk should stay retired, and James seems to be on your side in saying that he's he can come back and, and he's all aboard the, the Gronk comeback train. Gron- comeback train, choo-choo. Yep, choo-choo. <laughs> no. The, my thing with Twitter is, one, it's good for, like, I should really go on, like, right before we start recording because – then I'll really have the, the, like the yeah, juices get, will really be more fired up, and I'll just be I'll be ready to go, no problem. But the reason you bring this up is because off microphone, off air, we were talking about um, some people are saying that Gronk is one of the most clutch players of all time. Yeah, and I don't know where you're getting that from. Are you baiting me into telling you where I'm I, I want to hear it? Yeah, because I didn't. I mean, I I read through Twitter, or I look at Facebook. Former former employee. Former contributor, not employee because we didn't pay him. Former contributor, uh, BJ, said Gronk, one of the most clutch okay, so players. That, that's one person's opinion. I've, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, that's one stupid opinion. And I, I, as I scroll through Twitter, through our 1,400 people that we follow, you see it oh, like, Gronk, we're going to miss you so much. You're so clutch. But like, you, I, see, I, I must have seen it like four or five times. And that's why well, then I finally saw the, the BJ tweet. And that's why I lost my mind. Because... Was he really clutch? The dude missed more playoff games than he played in. I don't know if that's a, if that's a factual statement, but it feels like when you think they won two Super Bowls without him, without him, yeah, where he didn't even and play? lost lost two with him. Like, is he really clutch? Like, I'm sure he's made clutch catches in his, his career. His last catch was a clutch you re- catch. If you remember that catch down near the goal line against yep. the Rams, that's what. And then it, that led to a touchdown that put the game away. Yes, and then there was another one where against, and, and in overtime against, against the Chiefs in the championship game. Okay, he made some clutch catches. Okay, so he's made clutch catches. I feel like most people yeah. make clutch catches. But would, would you? Would I, you think I don't Gronk? think of any receiver as clutch. It's hard to right. I mean, the quarterback. Yes, he's going to make the play. He's going to make the throw. I don't really think of any any receiver or running back. As clutch, it just like it just goes to show. Although that catch Edelman made in the Super Bowl against the Falcons when he picked that ball off the ground, is that clutch or is it luck? Uh, like, that's uh, that luck. wasn't luck. That was a great catch. Like, like that to me, that's luck. Like you got lucky the ball bounced and, and you it were, didn't bounce. He uh, stopped it from bouncing. D- I mean, that was a huge in. play in that situation. There was another catch. The lucky Gronk. catch was uh, Tyree. What's his name yeah. catching the ball against David, his helmet? David Tyree. David Tyree. Yeah, I, I, it's. I just don't think of Gronk as a, like he was like a good he was like he's a he's a great player probably the best tight end in the history of the game in his prime probably a clutch no no like I said he missed he missed more playoff games than he actually played in that's not a clutch player well you, I mean if you're injured you can't play I, Th- that's got nothing to do with clutch I but I just that's I just don't see it being I just don't see him being clutch like. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I look at it wrong or incorrectly, but to me, he's not clutch. Make some nice catches, sure, but not clutch. Right. That would never be, that would never be something I would, I would relate to, to Gronk. As good as he is, not clutch. James just uh, coined a new phrase. Goatee. <laughs> Greatest of all time, tight end. Good he's one, the James. goatee. Way to go. Oh, he said just, stupid, though. <laughs> I like it, James. No, 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 no. Oh, he's saying that he wasn't uh, one of the greatest tight ends. That's what he's saying. That he was good, but not one of not the greatest, one of, the greatest tight ends. of all time. See, I don't know. I, I, 
I can't do like I don't like the whole goat thing. Everybody's a goat. You're a goat. He's a goat. Well, it's We're hard to compl- it's hard to compare against. Aaron. But I just when, of course. But I just when you think of Rob Gronkowski, he's one of the most dominant tight right. ends as a receiver, blocker, all of that. He's probably the greatest that ever played. One of the greatest definitely. at his position, definitely. But anyway, he'll be in the, he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. There was some other. There's some other new. Oh. Oh, we did talk about the, the craft statement. That's right, last week, because it happened right before we came on. Finally, something happens before we come on as opposed to after. But some other Patriots news that really didn't get too much no. too much too much press, it too much blew way under the radar. Which is which is odd because nothing seems to fly under the radar with the Patriots. But um Greg Schiano stepped down as the defensive coordinator. Yeah, and a quiet move just said he's gonna focus on Faith and family, which my, I thought was interesting. My question is, why? Why do you why did he why do you think he did it? Was it craft related? Was it the stuff Michael Bennett said that's, about him? That's some of the speculation that might have been, ca- especially where he mentioned faith with with the stuff going on with craft. Maybe that goes against his faith. Ugh, that's that's why weak. he stepped down. It it could have been some of the stuff with Bennett that's come out. You know, obviously the two have a past, and it sounds like Bennett didn't respect him at all. So maybe they couldn't have gotten along to work together. It just seems the timing on it is is really strange that it would happen now. I mean, I don't even know if he was a was he officially named the defensive coordinator. I think so. I think so yeah. So so for him to just all of a sudden decide he didn't want the job, it just I, maybe he's got something going on in his personal life. You know, maybe maybe a sickness of a family member. I don't know. If that's the case, then. That's none of our business, and we really shouldn't speculate. Right, right, right. But it it just seemed the timing was really. I think it has to be. So, our chat. First of all, Grez called us the goat podcast. So Thank as much as, as much as I don't enjoy the uh, the goat tag, I mean, I'll, I'll take. We'll it. allow it. Yeah, I'll allow it for this one. Th- this one exception, but I don't think it has anything to do with what Michael Bennett said because that was a month ago now. Well, what Bennett said was years ago. It just right, right, right. It but came I mean, out the, after, resurfacing after him, the trade. What I'm saying, yeah, yeah. I, like whatever he said before, but I'm talking about the trade was three weeks ago. Well, yeah, three months. Three, yeah, whatever. Three, three weeks to a month ago. Right. So if he had an issue there, wouldn't he have left then? Like, if, if that was an issue, and there was going to be a conflict there. Like now, Michael Bennett's on the team. If he, then maybe you could go to Bill and say, look, this, or or Robert Kraft and say, look, this really isn't what I want to do. I want to. I I don't want to be here if he's going to be here. And then you walk away there. A month later, it's probably not it. But when the craft stuff comes out and the, the statement the craft that stuff Kraft is a made, month old. But the statement that Kraft made was Sunday, uh, Saturday. Yeah, and Shiano did it what Monday, Monday, Tuesday, or it got a, it got announced or Monday after or Tuesday. That. Right. So I think it has to be something, uh, unless it's family related. Like we will, I'm not going to talk about. But and we don't know if it is. No, no, no. We're just no, speculating, of course, of course. But the timing seems like it has to be something with Kraft. He has to disagree strongly. With what happened with Kraft, which makes me... Well, when he brought faith into it. Yeah. That's what fueled yeah. the speculation of that. Which makes me wonder... Which, how did much he have something in his past? Not like that, I don't think. I thought he, he had I thought he didn't had he have some, some sort of recruited like he's like I don't know if it was recruiting, recruiting violations or, and all that kind of like I don't know, I mean every I don't know what every it was. college every recruiting probably a I probably no isn't that like no an incident a, with oh. a cheerleader oh oh or something like that oh. I, I I if I'm wrong Greg I apologize. <laughs> I Maybe he was my listening. research before I came on. Maybe it was him that was listening and told Gronk. No, but it has to be Kraft, and which, 
when this happened, and I and I immediately thought, oh, he must have a, a disagreement with with what happened with Kraft. It made me think, how often is that going to happen now? What the people are going to bail on the Patriots because of yeah. Kraft? Yeah, I know when it happened, I said I don't think it's going to matter. Sponsors aren't going to drop. This isn't going to drop. But is is it actually like is that something that's now going to happen? A lot. Not a, a lot. lot. I don't not think a lot. So. But, but I, I think that it's a rare case. You know, if somebody is is devoutly religious, again, he brought faith into it. You know, maybe maybe then they say, I can't work for this guy. Yeah. You, you've also got to be in a position where you can do that. You don't need the job, which not too many people are in. So, yeah, I, a lot. No, I don't think it'll happen a lot. Good point by Chris in the chat. Yes. Something doesn't smell right in Foxborough. Right. Which well, there was way. a lot of speculation before Shiano was named that one of the assistant coaches, I think it was uh, the defensive line coach, all the players wanted him to be named the next defensive coordinator. He was the guy that they wanted. If Flores left. Once Flores left, yeah. Didn't, uh, they, also, didn't they just sign a former player? Was it Mayo that they Mayo. signed Mayo. to be he's their gonna, linebacker's He's going to be a defensive assistant. He's going to be the linebacker's coach. Yeah, uh, assistant linebacker's coach. How many coaches like they have? Oh, How many coaches does football they have? They have one for, like, you know, left tackle coach, right tackle coach. It's, unbe- it's unbelievable. They have a ton of coaches. <laughs> Orchestrated by the Colts. The theories that are coming out <laughs> in the chat are great. They're great. Um, but I just wonder, and then one more thing about Kraft. I don't know if this is new news or if it was last week. I don't remember. But there's an organization against um, human trafficking that is calling for Kraft's head. Calling for Goodell to remove Kraft as the owner. Do you think there's any chance of that happening? No. Good. Me either. No. What team you want to move on to now? Uh, let's go to the Celtics. Celtics. Can we just rename the Celtics? Like we're not even. Yeah, let's go to Kyrie. Yeah, that's better. I was say let's go to the Kyrie. It's not portion even like our, we're going broadcast. It's not even like we're talking about the Celtics. No, we're talking about Kyrie Irving, Kyrie and it's been all that way. Time. This is episode, what, 20? So it's been that way for probably 18 episodes we've talked about Kyrie. I'm assuming one episode we just didn't touch the Celtics, and the other one I probably just complained about Gordon Hayward. But <laughs> The fantasy baseball episode. Oh, true. So, <laughs> yeah, so so 17. So seven. we still probably mentioned Kyrie in the, somehow yeah. in the fantasy baseball episode. Well, um, he, he just keeps opening his mouth and stepping in it. Yeah, he's, an, he's, he's just like, just yeah. he's a moron. Like, you know, I've said it before, and I'll say it a million times until I'm red in the face. He is a moron. And I mean that like he's actually intelligent. Like when he yes. when he when he speaks, sounds intelligent. He sounds he intelligent, but it's yep. just it's like he's just delusional. Like, oh. so they lose to uh, the Hornets, right? And we're going back a week. This happened probably as we were broadcasting. Yeah, last week. Yep, last Saturday. But they they lost to the Hornets. They again blew another. Fourth late lead, lead, another huge lead. I think it was an 18-point lead that they blew. might have been a 25-point lead that they blew. Yeah. And Kemba Walker was just draining threes from outside. And nobody bothered to get up on him. So after the game, they asked Kyrie, and he's like, he's, you know, he said something to the effect of, yeah, I don't know why we didn't double him, or I don't know why we didn't pick him up sooner. Basically threw Brad Stevens under the bus again. Let me ask you a question. If you were playing basketball against a person who was lighting it up from the outside, and you're on the court against that person. Are you not covering that person because your coach is telling you not to cover that person? Your coach hasn't said to double him? Kemba Walker's a point guard, right? Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving. What position does Kyrie Irving play? Anybody. Point guard. 
So you mean your man went off from the outside and you're blaming the coach for not covering him? Why aren't you for, for calling the defense? Why aren't to not cover him? Why aren't you stepping your game up and covering him better? Why aren't you picking him up earlier? Why aren't you asking for help? Why aren't you floor general stepping up and saying, "Hey coach, maybe we should double this guy. Hey coach, maybe we should get some help. Hey coach, maybe I can't do it. Let's try let's try uh Red Shoes Terry Rozier on him." Make Terry the Red change shoes. as your as the floor general. Shouldn't you be able to see that this is happening and, and I don't know, play defense against him? Like, uh, like uh, it's, not, it's not exactly like Kyrie Irving is Kevin Garnett and known for his defense, and now he's calling people out for, for not setting the defense right? On your man? I'll answer your question with the same answer you just gave me because he's a millennial. <laughs> and millennials, it's can't never, take, can't take responsibility. Their, never their fault. Anything that happens, it's always somebody else's fault. It's just, it, like, if it were, if it were like, Kevin Durant was going that's a bad example because he's on a loaded team. If it were I don't know. A, well, when you a, let a, a guy forward. bring the ball up the court, it wasn't even like he had to create his own shot. That's what I'm saying. Like, bringing the ball up the court, jacking up a three from just behind the line. Do you, if, okay, so and, if, and the defender is about 5 feet back away from him. And who's the defender? Most of the time it was Kyrie. And he's calling out the coach for this? Like are, are, are you kidding? Like you should have the the presence of mind yeah, yourself. If, if you want to, to be a leader, if you want to be one of the top players in the game, top paid yeah. players in the game, recognize the situation right. yourself. You don't need dorky Brad Stevens to tell you that. You should be able to do that yourself, if you ask me. So they blew another big lead last night against the Nets. Yep. They got torched again by another shooter. Yep. Can't blame Kyrie for this one. You know why? Why? He did not play. Took the game off. <sighs> And I believe you said after he sat out before the All-Star game and then played the All-Star game that he better play every game. I'm not going to do what you want me to do and go off on a rant. I'm not <laughs> oh, going to do on. it. Come on, I set it all up I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And, and I'm so sick and tired of taking games off for load management. My thing is, as a Celtics fan, if you're supporting this Kyrie Irving taking games off so he can be ready for the playoffs and you're, you know, you, you don't get mad about it like I do, clearly, but... If you get mad at LeBron James for taking these games off for load management, you're a hypocrite. And good point. You know that Celtics fans are all over whenever LeBron James takes a game off for load management. Much like me, it's a joke when you're taking games off for load management. Like all of a sudden, you're just surprised that the game is 82 games long. All right, how the season old is, 82 is games Kyrie? Long. I mean, how old? I know how old Kyrie. How old is LeBron James? 30, 34. 34. And Kyrie is 26. I'm sorry, you should be able to play back to back games when you're 26 oh, but he's years got bad, old. But he has bad knees. We're getting him ready for the play. He's got to be ready for the playoffs. So you reduce your minutes. You don't have to take a whole game. Oh off. no, no, you you don't understand. You're not a basketball. And fan. aren't they fighting for the four spot? So so tell me, last night's game meant nothing, right? It's just it all depends. They beat no, the, no they no, beat no, the no, Pacers no, no. the night before. So now they're they were locked in a tie. It's all going to come down to the next game that they have with the Pacers. No, that's you, all that really matters, right? Is that what Celtics fans are going to tell us? Yes, you don't get it. You're not a basketball fan. He needs to be ready for the playoffs. You don't get it. You don't understand. Come on, you don't see that. And then LeBron James takes a game off, and you'd think that he's like the worst person in the world. Celtics well, LeBron's fans. taking the rest of the season off. Yeah, well, he, because because the Lakers are the a joke. But but that's neither here nor there. But my my point is, like, Kyrie shouldn't be taking nights off anyway because he decided to play in that All Star game. I know, like, we know that's how I feel, and 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 
I don't want to beat a dead horse. But well, my question is, was his knee bothering him? No. Well, All right. So I, if the I, knees, I, I don't know. I don't know. But to me, what I think, and what I heard was, just took the night off. Yeah, he just he just didn't feel because like of the knee, but it's not because of any particular problem. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's it's load. That's what load management means. It's a, it's a, they're 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 protecting him. They're protecting him so he can be ready for the playoffs. Come on, how do you not know that? It's it's just it's so no, elementary. I know that. I know that's, that. I'm I'm being sarcastic. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm being a I'm being a, a, a green teamer. But what happened was they just took the nets lightly. They didn't they didn't take the nets seriously, which I don't think anybody takes the nets seriously. But well, they lost to him the last time they played in Brooklyn. Yeah, the nets suck. You should easily the the bigger problem is you should still have easily beaten the nets without Kyrie Irving. So I think it's just it just shows you that the team just took them lightly. It's not they 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 but that seems to happen a lot with this team. Like the the game against Indiana, which I'm pretty sure they blew another fourth quarter lead, that, but then I think they, that was the they, 18 point lead that they blew. But then they ended up they ended up winning. Like that isn't that's a that's great for the Thanks team. Thanks to a great shot by Kyrie at the, the te- bu- okay. almost at the buzzer. So the team yeah, right, right. 0.5 seconds. But the team the team shows up for a game like that and then they don't show up for the Brooklyn Nets, you like that happens all the time in sports, and that's a bigger issue, especially for in me. basketball. Yeah, yeah, it seems to happen more in basketball. Yeah, because players and they have the built-in excuse of you know back-to-back games, second one being on the road. It's so weak. It's so it is. so weak. It is weak. And 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 the, the him taking the games off now is it it frustrates me beyond belief, and it makes well, me mad that that I care that much. Don't about you think there were other, uh, was it Horford didn't play last night also? Same Again, they they took the Nets lightly and got beat. Yeah. Scheduled loss. You don't get it. It's a Another scheduled ske- loss. Yeah, but there are too many scheduled losses. Yeah, it, no, it's it's fine. It's fine. Once once the once the playoffs come, they'll just flip the switch. It's fine. You better hope so. It's fine. Uh, pay, uh, Bruins or Celtics? Let's uh, or Jesus. Let's Bruins or Red, Red Sox. Sox for last. Let's go to the Bruins. All right, so we'll go to the Bruins. Um, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so wait. it looks like they'll be playing Toronto in the first round. Yeah, all but all but. I think all but set in stone. So it's like, I don't know, it's like drying. I don't know if it's set yet, but they're going to play Toronto in the That's first round. concrete reference there, huh? Yep. Mr. Uh, construction yep. Worker. That's what I do. Yep. And um, before we get into the, the Toronto matchup, which I don't really want to get too much into because when it actually happens, then we can talk about it. But um, they played Tampa Bay on Monday yep. of last week. And I believe they were up four to one heading into the third period. I thought it was a two goal lead going into the okay, third so period. Four to, okay, they were four to one then late. I think in it was the four second. to two. It I was think four, it was four to two going into the third period. At some point in that game, it was four to one. Okay. So whether it was late in the second or actually in the third, it, at some point in that game, it was four to one, and I was panicking because I have been saying <laughs> for weeks that yeah, the Bruins you, cannot compete with Tampa Bay. But they can't did they? It. Did Tampa Bay just take them lightly, and then they threw the switch? Kind of. I mean, did you did you that, see that, the, did you see the game? I did not see the game. So, but I I saw what happened, and I saw that Tampa scored three goals in the in the final period. So, so was it just Tampa suddenly th- is like, hey boys, we got a game here, we better get going? No. What happened was the second period. I there's 20 minutes in a hockey period. Who knows? Tampa Bay. Even I knew that. Tampa Bay probably had the puck for 18 of those. minutes. Like they were just they were dominant, but for whatever reason they couldn't put the puck in the net. And then in the third period they started putting the puck in the net. But I was panicking that they were not going to and I was like trying to like build in my own excuses, like, oh, Tampa 
doesn't care. They're about to set the record for the most wins in an NHL season. They they didn't they didn't give them their best effort. I was like panicking and pan- and then the Bruins just did it for me. Didn't like they just collapsed and I didn't have to I didn't have to come up with any excuses. And Tampa just imposed their will and showed you why they're the best team in the NHL. Head and shoulders above everybody else. They're a wagon. <laughs> they are I a think wagon. I'm con- contractually obligated to say that, that once every podcast. That they're a wagon. Tampa's a wagon. So Tampa will probably play either Columbus or Carolina in the first round of the playoffs, which means that that series will go about four, maybe five games. And they'll be sitting pretty, getting ready for you, while you scratch and claw with Toronto. Now you have, you have real estate in Toronto's head, much like the Celtics have real estate in the 76ers' head. The Bruins have that same type of real estate in Toronto's head. But it doesn't mean that that series is not going to be extremely, extremely difficult. And you're going to be six, seven games in and then have to go see Tampa. I would be concerned. That's it. Outside of the Bruins talk, the NHL itself. Greg, I have no idea how to say his last Good, name. Good, because I had no idea Wyshynski? either. Close enough. Wyshynski? Good as any other. I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I have no idea how to say it. He write, uh, this guy writes for ESPN. And he came up and he says the NHL has their their playoff structure wrong, which I agree with. And he proposed. Did you did you go and look this up after I put it on no, the agenda? No, I didn't. So I figured I'd let you tell me. He has a, an idea for a playoff format, which I love. I think every sport should do it. I love it. The teams, so one through four, in this case, in each conference, get to pick their opponent. What? So hear me out. One, seed one, gets the pick from the rest of the seeds, who they want to play. So Tampa Bay would be able to select anyone from, I think, I think he said that the two division winners go first, so they can't pick the other division winner. Then they can pick if they want to play the seven seed, the eight seed, whatever it may be. They get to select. And his thing is, you may pick a rival if you want to, if you want to have a rivalry, or whatever team, he, in other words, he's, he's, giving the team that finishes with the best record the benefit of selecting the team to play against that matches up the best for them. Interesting. I love it. Interesting. I absolutely love it. Because then you can select who you play in the first round. And you can pick a team that you match up well against and you can roll over them and it gives you incentive to have the regular season mean something. To, to, for seeding to matter. But will it mean something? Yes, it, of course it, sh- it should. It will for the top four, but will it for the for the next four? No, but you would then you then not only have the fights to get into the playoffs, you have the fights to be in that top four, so you can select who you're. I know, but is. once it's clear that you're not going to be in that top four, but you're also oh, we just lost Tom Brady, but you're not going to fall out of the. <laughs> and nobody uh, seems to care. <laughs> you're not going to fall out of the uh, out of the playoff. Then what's your incentive to to even play? Then you're going to see teams. Resting all their best players. You're still going to stay in the playoffs. You're going to stay in the playoffs, but if, if you can't determine your fate or at least who you're going to play or what slot you're going to be in, if it's all going to be just because of the teams above you picking, where's the incentive well, for the, these teams to, to even put any effort? I mean, it's kind of – It's, it, it's, it's going to be like September baseball when you've got all these – Whatever. You know, scrubs playing when, when the games really don't matter to that team, and that can affect your competitive balance against other teams. Nope. That are fighting for that top four. What do you mean? No, of course it could. I, the way the NHL set up right now is, no, it need yeah 
the way it's, it's set it's up wrong. now. Right. Because you're going to have good teams knocked out early. Yeah, Boston, Toronto is later. a perfect example. I get that. But but to say pick what team you want to play, yes. I don't know. I don't I, like that. I love it. You get to pick your first-round matchup. I absolutely love it. I love it. I think it's I think it's And then how do you see it after that? Doesn't matter. Oh, I'm all right. Or, or, yeah. or, 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 we'll just wait. Well, yeah, wait. At it. that point we'll flip a coin. He may, he may have he may have broken down in his article. I didn't read the whole thing. But I just I <laughs> I, I, I got the Spark Notes version. He may have broken it down, but it's just the idea I think is awesome. I think it's so I think it would be so so cool. And then like the team that gets the team that the one seed gets picked, there's like a cool storyline there where they they're perceived as the worst team in the in the number ones. Like it's it's just I love it. It's way better than having either Toronto. The fact that Toronto or Boston has to go home in the first round is extremely sad for the NHL. Like those are two major market teams, two very good teams, and one now has to be knocked out in the first round. So you just go that back sucks. to the more traditional seeding by record. I mean, that's you, don't, pro- you don't have to do something radical like picking your opponent. That's the, probably the what they. Round. That's probably what they will do, but. Or if they decide to tweak it, that's probably what they'll do. But I just thought it was like an outside-the-box way of thinking. A, a, a cool format, I think, for the for playoffs. I think it would, I think it would be uh, more fun that way if you could select who your opponent was. Or the playoffs, maybe. But, but I can just see a, a ton of stuff coming out of the end of the regular season. Maybe. Which, you know, you want to make things more interesting, anyway. shorten up the regular season. Regular seasons in all sports just go way too long. Yeah. yeah except for maybe football. Might not be long enough. But anyway, we'll move on to the Red Sox, who started their season this year. I mean, this this year. Of course they started their season this year. Started their season this week on the West Coast, which you don't like. But they haven't liked it either from the <laughs> results. What are your thoughts so far on the uh, three games that have been played to the point of this recording? Well, it's all got to come down to the starting pitching, which has been horrendous. All three of them now have ERAs over 10. Are you at all? Cons- Chris Sale's ERA is over twenty-one. Signed that big contract. Yeah. How how good does that look right now? Now he's comfortable. I mean, one start. Give me it was one start. It was. But you know what? There's an old saying: you can't win a division in April or March. But you can lose it. But division. you can lose it. And, yeah. And and I've got to go back and look at the workload that the starters had in spring training, and I understand you wanted to, you know, move them along slowly based on what the workload that they had in the postseason last year. But it's it's looking like none of them were ready. Even Erod, who had the most starts because he didn't have a big workload in the postseason, even he got shelled last night. He looked like more of his old self. He wasn't ready. I, I don't know. It, there has to be something in between because obviously Sale didn't have enough work. Um Vivaldi didn't have enough work. He, you know, and, and you can see it by how badly they were missing their spots. You know, the velocity Especially was there sale. for Vivaldi. Especially with Sale. Especially with Sale. Yeah, with Sale with the missing spots and stuff. I, I, I just, I think it has to be. It has to be the way that Cora handled it this this spring training, and that's what James is alluding to it in the chat that he that he got it wrong. I don't think I agree. You don't think he got it wrong? Yeah, I, I don't think the I don't think easing the starters back into it was wrong. I don't think it was wrong, but I think the way he went about it was wrong. I mean, how many starts did Sale have in an actual game? One, two, two, two? yeah, two, yeah, Pittsburgh two. and Tampa maybe. So, so even if he was on, you're only going to get 
four, maybe five innings out of him. You know, yeah. they're not they're not so basically the first few weeks of the regular season is their spring training. They're still building up strength. So it's okay for the Patriots to do that in a sixteen game season, but it's not okay for the Red Sox to do it in a hundred and sixty two game season? Not when you have competition right at your heels. Patriots don't have that. In their division, mm-hmm. the Patriots can afford to lose a couple of games. They're still gonna win the AFC East. Eh, You've I got don't. the Yankees nipping at your heels. You I mean that division is most likely gonna come down to one or two games. They're not going to win the division by eight games this year do you like think, they did last year. Do you think – we don't know that, but you don't know that because we came in the last season saying that the Yankees were going to win – that the Yankees were going to win the East and the Red Sox are going to be a wild. Now, this year yeah. I think that's actually true. I think and Yankees, last year they got out but, to, what, an 18-2 and two regular season start? Yes. And three games they've already lost, two of them. Yeah. So, I mean, they could still do it. But, but I just I – just, to me, I think – this is cocky, I understand, but it's a foregone conclusion to me that the Red Sox are going to make the playoffs. Whether it's, I'm not saying that they're going to win their division, but I think that they are probably one of the top, what is it, six teams now? Right. In the American League. Uh, so even if they get in as a wild five card. Teams. Five, five teams. Five teams, five teams. Okay, so there's still three division one. Winners, three division winners, two wild cards. So they're still, they're still one of the best Five teams. They should be in baseball. They like, should be. Like you look at the you look at the West. It's kind of a joke. Houston, obviously. I mean, Seattle. They they're they've got something going on right they, now. They sure as hell were swinging. They've got they some. Were, you know, they were they were hitting the pitchers hard. Yeah, they 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 were getting got, some good swings. They've got something going on right now because I mean, Tim Beckham has hit like. Five yeah. home runs. Where is this all of a sudden? So, I mean. <clears throat> training. <clears throat> Edwin Encarnacion's there. <clears throat> so There you go. But the West is a joke. The Central, the Central really, uh, uh, like the Indians are, are okay, but they don't even really deserve to have a playoff team. That's, that division is so bad. So, like, the Red Sox are going to make the playoffs. Well, didn't the Rays win more games than the Indians did yes. last year? Yes. And didn't make the playoffs. And didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. The Rays, the Rays won almost 100 they games. They won 90 games. No, they won 90. That's almost a hundred, well, if you ask yeah. me. And I think I think the Indians won eighty seven. So you see my like like the Red Sox are going to make point. the playoffs. They so, so yeah, they might not they might not win the division, but they're still going to be there. They're going to make the playoffs, but and that's why I think to it's me, okay not making to do. The, not winning the division is huge because then you uh, have to play the playing game. See, I would agree, and anything can happen in that one game. I would agree if they hadn't won just won the World Series. And if their pitching staff wasn't so low. All right, let, let's, let's look pitching. at this. Say say it comes down to that playoff game and you're playing Tampa Bay. And the Rays can throw Blake Snell against you. And you've got Chris Sale. And what's his postseason record? I don't know. I guess it's not great, but what's what's Blake Snell's? No, his, probably he's never pitched in the mm, postseason. So you're, you're, you're right back but, there. But what I'm still saying, in one game, Anything if you have a no, top I, I, elite pitcher... That pitcher can shut you down for one game. I get it. You also have that one elite in a, pitcher. In a best of five series, Red Sox take that. But you also have what I'm. I guess what I'm saying is, if they get the wild card, it's not the end of the world because they're pitching that. Like to me, it's the teams like Tampa Bay that need to try and win the division because they only have that one good pitcher. And then if they win that game, then they're screwed for the divisional series because they don't because that guy can't pitch until game four. And they might not even have a game four. The Red Sox aren't like that. They're not built that way. The Red Sox can use Sale in the playing game. I mean, this is crazy because we're 
six months away from this. But they can pitch Sale in that game, and then they can go, and then they can they can pitch Avaldi game one, Price game one. Um, if they win that game, yeah, okay. That's I'm that's I'm focusing everything on that. I get what you're saying. You, you take the beginning of the regular season lightly. You get off to a bad start. You play catch up for the rest of the year. You don't win your division. Now it comes down to a play a play in game that anything can happen. That's a gamble to me. I don't know if I see it as. I mean, I I, I don't know. I think if 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 you're doing this load management, which in baseball I think load management is a real thing. Because of how long that season is. Then so if, if you're, if do, you're if afraid you're of something that, like that, then go to a six-man rotation. Which he might, right? They, they're go- Allegedly, they're going to do that. They're going to either Velasquez or Johnson will pitch uh, game six in Oakland. Sixth game of the, of the season. Of this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Because they don't get any days it'll off. It'll be Tuesday night. Because they don't get any days in off. Oakland. No days off for the first 11. So, but, and but, your bullpen's already getting taxed with your uh, with your. What do you mean? Uh, what bullpen, do you mean? The bullpen. What, you, what does that mean? The bullpen. You can send guys up and down all the time. It happens all the time. You send a guy down, pick, pull a guy up. Yeah, he can one pitch. or two. It's Hoop, not blah, like blah, they blah. have a lot of depth at, at Double A, Triple A. Colton Brew is already on the team. He was somebody who was projected to be in Double in Triple uh, A. Are you going to call up uh, Mejia? You've got to put him on the forty man roster if you do that. Yeah, it's and, not like they have a lot of depth down there that you can you can do that taxi squad back and forth. I guess what I'm my whole point of the whole thing is it is way. Too early to panic. It's too it early is to panic. Way too early to criticize. Way, way too early. Like, when like when your starting pitchers come out and get shelled in their first start of the season, you know what I call that? What consistency? <laughs> <laughs> if one guy, if if Sale had gotten shelled, each other. if Sale had gotten shelled, <laughs> and Evaldi came, Evaldi came back and pitched the gem, then you can't question it. <laughs> if Gr- if Porcello goes out tonight and drops a stinker. You really have to question it. Yeah, they're just all trying to outdo each other. Who can yeah, be who can be worse to start the season? Who can have the highest DRA? You, oh, we're supposed to have the lowest DRA. You can't you can't underestimate the competitive nature that this that this starting pitching staff has. They just wait till Price gets on the mound. Whew. Man, he's probably going to give up twelve earned who runs. Who had what one start this spring? Yeah, because they all pitched much later into the season than anybody else except for the Dodgers. So you telling by the way, me who by the way have been who have been crushing. Yeah, it's March. So, oh, so oh, three starts oh, in the regular oh, wait, season. Wait, 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 wait. So it's March. This is a, that's like a Yankees fan thing to do. So it's it's March when another team is doing really well in 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 crushing the ball. It's March and it doesn't matter. But when the Red Sox aren't doing it, it's it's the end of the world. No, it's not the end of the world. So, Nobody so, said it was the so, end of the world. So this this is this this. What I'm doing is I'm questioning. Cora getting the starting pitchers ready to start the season. I'm not saying it's the end of the world. I, I'm not saying. They're not a good team. I feel this. I, the way I feel about the the starting pitching is the way I feel about the Patriots every single season when they lose in the first three weeks of the year. It happened this year. They lost to Jacksonville. They lost to Detroit, and nobody panicked. Yeah, they did. Because it's, yeah, they did. Because no, 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 no. What happened after they lost? You to, said it uh, yourself to Tennessee. You say it yourself every single year. Yeah, the first the, the first four games. Is an extended training camp, extended preseason for, this for the year, Patriots. This year for them was the first twelve games they were well, trying to. And figure they it still out. they still figured it out. That's how I'm treating the start of this season because of the long season and the way that Cora made the de- whether you agree with it or not, he made the decision to pamper the starting pitching for the beginning of the year. I think he pampered them too much. 
Maybe, but that was his decision. Big it players was his guy. decision. Big players coach. The guys love him. Let's see what happens the next start. They'll, no. e- they'll each get another no. start by the time we, we reconvene. No, we won't see what happens next start. We'll see what happens in August. We'll see what happens in September. So you're when, telling me when, if, if they if they come to the home opener at Fenway and they're 4-7. and seven, That place will still be sold out. It'll still, of course, it's sold out now. The place will now. still be loud as hell. They'll still be, the fans will still be cheering, like because they're probably they're, that would probably be the day they get their rings, right? Of course, yeah. So and they'll put the banner up. So ev- so everything will be awesome, and, and everything have, will hang be that great. Big flag on the left field wall. Like they have a buffer because they just won the World Series. That, like that that's a fact, not not opinion. That's a fact. There's a buffer. And sales there. set to probably going to start the home opener too. Good if he gets rocked. Nope, he won't. You be don't booed. think that place will get awfully quiet? It might get quiet, but he's not going to get booed. It's going to get awfully quiet. He's not going to get. No, booed. he's not going to get booed. Not going to get booed. And and I just I, I'm not I'm not that I'm not worried about this Red Sox team at all, which is probably scary for them because they complain about every other team and they win they win championships. But I I, I think that this that this little three game snippet that we've had, it's it's re, it's really not. You know, and while we're at it, the hitters haven't been tearing the cover off the ball either. Devers has been hitting well. Martinez has been hitting well. That's about it. Uh, Moreland Bogarts. had the pinch hit home run. Bogarts, Bogarts has, has been, been doing okay. Well. Betts isn't hitting well. You've gone on Twitter every uh, every game. So I do. So I do. Consistency. Benintendi. Uh, Betts coming up again. O for three to start the game. O for three. O for and three. And not playing tonight. Benintendi. But it's early. No, it is early. It's early. It's the first three games. Of course it's early. Give it a chance. Of course it's early. But I'm just proving. So my why point. are you calling it out? I'm I'm proving my point that I made. Oh, so previously. It, it proves your point. So it's yeah, fair that's all game. I care about. So it doesn't matter that it's only three games because it proves your point. I didn't say anything about, you know, I'm worried about Ben Attendee in the leadoff spot. I was just Well, obviously being, you don't like it. You I was be, just you wouldn't be calling it out. Statistically accurate in my count okay. and saying that there's been three games and Betts wanted to hit two because it makes more RBI opportunities and Ben Attendee hasn't gotten on So base. Chris Sale's ERA right now is 21.00. That is statistically accurate. It is statistically accurate. You're right. Yeah. We should all be worried about Chris Sale. Worried? Yeah. Everyone, Concerned. Everyone should be worried about Chris Sale, and, and, and now now he's so comfortable that he signed this big contract, and now he's going to Never be, said that. Don't no, put, don't no, put no, words no, no. in my I just, mouth. It's just, it's just, it's not, uh, it's, it's not. I'm calling out Cora more than I am Sale. The players. I'm calling out Cora and his approach. At the end of the day. I think he took them, he took it too lightly on. At the end of the day, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think that it's, this is an extended spring training for the starting pitching. That's I how like I feel. It. That's how I feel. Have you noticed at all around baseball that everything is leaving the ballpark? Yes. It has been yeah. nuts. What were there, 40, 44? On opening day? Opening, well, not the traditional opening day, but opening day for everybody. Yeah. What? That's ridiculous because you assume that teams are using their number one pitcher right. on opening day. Right. Usually the games are low your, scoring. It's like the third or fourth day of the regular season when teams are bringing out, you know, the your, the back end of their rotations that you have the high scoring games. But no, this year it was ridiculous. Your Mr. Blake Snell over there in Tampa Bay got Yeah, he got rocked. hit. Rocked. Yeah. Okay, I mean, they're playing Houston, but rocked opening day. Just like Chris Hill. But it's just, it's interesting that all of a sudden these balls are flying out. Do you think they? Do you think they did anything with the baseballs? They wrapped them a little bit tighter this year. I don't know. I, you almost have to. It's either that or spring training. Like every, I mean, I don't follow every team, so I don't know if that's what teams were like. If if what Cora did is like what everyone was doing, and the pitchers just aren't 
ready. Aren't ready. It used to be years ago that the pitchers were way ahead of the hitters. Now everybody pretty when, much when reports. It's still starts. that way. It's still Is that it? way. With I mean, all the home I mean, runs that have been flying out. I mean, the pitchers report a lot. So, oh, 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 oh. No, I no. Get what the, you're saying. I get what you're saying. The, the hitters uh, aren't, aren't fully wise. adjusted. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to take a while for the hitters to catch up. Not this year. No. Not. And not when you this got year. guys throwing in the high nineties. Yeah. I mean, of it, all it's, the, it's just unbelievable. The first pitch of the game. Of all the, it was like ninety eight on the black. Yeah, nasty. and you're like, oh, yeah, he's ready. And then yep. he then he sucked. But, but, but we, I mean, these guys are throwing in the high nineties, and guys are pulling the ball. Yeah, I, I, it's just the the reaction that you have to have to hit that pitch. I've been saying for unbelievable a couple of years now. I don't, I don't know if it's been two, maybe three years. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm giving myself too much credit, but I'm under, like, I'm under the. The, I'm in. I'm a firm believer that just because you throw the ball hard isn't really that big of a deal anymore. Like throwing it the is, ball no, 100 miles anymore. an hour is not a big deal anymore, and that's crazy because there's so many people that do it that throw in the high nine. Like Ovaldi pumping 97 in the eighth inning is impressive when he's been pitching all game. That's impressive. The stamina part of it's impressive, but just the fact that he throws 97, 98. That's not really that impressive anymore. No, like no. everybody does it. You, you've yeah, you've got eight guys in the bullpen who can all right. So it's like I just think like hitters have been able to adjust now to the harder throwing pitchers, and that's why. I mean, I'm not but, saying I'm not saying I'm worried about Evaldi either, but it's just the hundred miles an hour stuff isn't really that impressive anymore, and it's crazy to think that way. I I could never hit it ever, barely hit ninety, but. It's it's just really like to a big league hitter th- like you see triple digits and all the fans are like Whoo! big league hitters like okay it's another day yeah if it's straight they're gonna hit it it's 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 crazy it's crazy yeah, you're right you do need to Debbie you need to pitch not overpower it's hundred percent right and before, that's why I'm not that's why I'm not worried about Chris Sale before that she said it's launch angle don't you listen to Jessica <laughs> I got to tell you this launch oh angle thing God. just drives me insane so the Red Sox are on ESPN. Opening day, right? Opening day, and yeah. J- and A Rod, A Rod, and, and Jessica crew. Mendoza. We were lucky enough for them to grace our yeah. our TVs. I'll tell you, Dennis Eckersley never sounded any better to me than he did in the next two games. So I, I can't, I can't stand A-Rod Dennis Eckersley either. But I I, I, I think he stepped up his game this year. You know, he's going to do like eighty something games. Oh, great! This yeah, year, can't wait for the because Remy's getting. You know, they're taking the load off of Remy. Can so, Can you explain to me what the hell pair of shoes means? I've explained this to you before. I, I, I still I don't get it. It means you're standing there in your shoes looking at the pitch. I, all you, all is that, you have is that what it is means? a pair of shoes. Or, is, it, or is, is that what it means? Or is it like like there's a pair of shoes on, like I'm just looking. Like there's a no. pair of shoes on the wall, I'm just looking. No. Like, it makes, well, maybe it is. It makes no sense. He, he said it, no, nothing. In, in one of the games. He kept calling, he kept saying uh, the, the pitcher for Seattle last night, Leak, was, was throwing salad. What does salad mean? I don't, it's supposed to be hair. You're supposed to no, you hair is fast. No, you have good salad. When you throw a salad. fastball, that's hair. He's no, no, got no, 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 hair on the no, no, ball. no, 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 no. When you say salad, like, like he's got good salad. He's got good, like, good lettuce, good salad. That's hair. Oh no, that's moss. No, no, no not in oh, real uh, world. A, a soft tossing pitcher, he says he throws salad. That doesn't make any. Maybe it's light. A salad's light. Whatever it works but, for him, but it, it works. It does. It works for him. You know why? Because it's genuine. He's not trying to be that way. He's no, not, he's, he's not like every announcer who wants to be Chris Berman now and making and, up and make up stuff. He this is, is making just, up it's just, stuff. It's the way. Yeah, but it's him. It's so he's he real. Does. He's real. He's, so he's, it's genuine. He's just a weirdo. 
Well, fine. He's he's kind of a baseball Pair geek. Like I, like oh, I, I forget what game it was. It must have. It had to have been sat. Um, Friday's game. He's, he's like someone just looked at a pitch and he's like, oh, there it is, parachutes. parachutes. Yeah. What? No, but so I got off track. My point was Friday. My my point was Friday with with uh, a Rod. I think a Rod's good. Uh, you know what? You know what just aggravates me about them is every play is the greatest play. Oh, he's such a great athlete. No, that's Look Jessica Mendoza. Oh my God, it's like she's never been to a game before. That's just you ever watched a major league game, Jessica? Guys like make catches like that all the time. It's routine. Guys hit bombs like that all the time. Yeah, they're great feats, but in the context of major league baseball. Everything is not that. Oh, I just love the way he approaches the game. And you know what I love about him? Just shut up, Jessica. I've had the way enough. His hand, the way his hands get through the zone. Yeah, no, but and oh, this launch. I started talking about the launch angle thing. It's an uppercut swing, people. Yeah, it's, it's not it's a not, big deal. Go back and read Ted Williams' The Science of Hitting. That's how they used to hit. It's nothing new. You good? No, that's my <laughs> rant. <laughs> Give me a rant maybe, once in a while. Maybe, maybe you'll be the YouTube clip this week. <laughs> I'd like to get on there every uh, now and then. No, it, well, it's, it's sometimes it's tough with how emotional. You tell I who can makes get. those. But uh, no, yeah. But um, the Jessica Mendoza A Rod thing Friday night I, or Thursday. I started. I think it was. I think I was talking with Ryan, and I said, "Look, you want to play a fun drinking game? I know you don't, but in general, people listen. You want to play? A, I used to. You want to play a fun drinking game? Take a shot." Every single time Jessica Mendoza makes a comment, like tries to make, have her input. And there's n- crickets when she's done talking. Yes. Absolutely and, 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 nothing. And, and the announcer says nothing. Yep. And then he just calls the next play. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it was, it was, all, it happened like six oh, straight. Yeah. You'd be hammered by the, the second time. inning. You yeah. would be gone by the second yep. inning because it, it, it was like, like it didn't it and it didn't matter if the pitch was on its way and she finished finished talking he'd be like that one that one's outside ball two or if it were like she finishes her point and it's like that's outside ball two. it was like <laughs> like if the pitcher hadn't even started his wind dip yet nobody was saying any I don't even know who the yeah. who the color oh Tim Vaskersian uh, Matt Vaskersian he like it was they just ignored her it was yeah. Awesome, fun drinking next time. So she's on tonight. Your mother, Sunday night, your or, mother or actually night brings baseball. that up all the time. Oh my god, it was it's, your mother bring, and so it's not a woman thing because she can't stand <laughs> her either. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even making it like it would be funny if it were anybody. It's just like it, it, oh, it but, was. And now, back, and now that now that A-Rod. I mentioned it, people are going to listen. They're going to be like, they're going to start laughing. Yeah, every yeah. single time. Back to Arod. You said he's not that bad. The the game uh, sale game struck out the first two batters. Then it was a ground ball that Devers tried to backhand and make it, made an error on. Extended the inning. Sale had to throw four more pitches yep. to get out of the inning. The next inning, when he started getting shelled. He brought it up. He brought it up. Yeah. It was four more pitches. Yeah. I mean, they just look for things well, you have to, to try to make themselves sound. Yeah, but you played the game, A-Rod. I'd rather, you should know that four pitches is not going to make that much of a difference. I'd rather that than... Uh, was it last night? Yeah, last night because I got home real, real late. Uh, last night I was listening to the game on the way home on the radio. I haven't listened to any radio games yet. I haven't heard any. Of Whoever the, the guy was, I don't even know who. I don't know who he was. Um, not great, not great. It was it was Castiglione, obviously, and so, and someone else, and he does not have. How do I say this nice? He does not have a voice for radio like Castiglione does. Mm, do you know who Marshall Hook is? Yeah, mm, similar to that. Yeah, he's got a little bit of a, a little bit of a lisp, a little bit of a a, a speech. I don't want to say it's an impediment, but yeah, not 
not great for radio. But either way, not everybody can, you know, have such good radio voices like us. But it's it's mellifluous tones. It's it wasn't great, but listening to that broadcast, it was like the first it was it was your typical this is the first time the Red Sox have blank since blank. And it's like ugh, this is what I'm listening to. This is the first time some uh, Ryan oh. Moore com- uh, committed three errors in a row in the ninth inning. Yeah. This is the first time someone's nine errors, uh, three errors on three consecutive plays since 1910. It's like, well, since 1910 isn't bad. I mean, they'll do it. It wasn't. Like, this is the first time it since wasn't, 2017. It wasn't 1910. Like, like it might have been like 70, 70 something. But just like that's the stuff that that yeah. that I li- like. That's the stuff I don't like. At least a rod or Dave O'Brien does that all the time. Yes, yeah, the worst. That, that's another one your mother cannot stand. That's the worst. Constantly pumping stats and yeah, it's the worst. That is the. Yeah. Like the you game, know, they've got a lot of time to fill, yeah, especially game, when those games get out of hand. I love baseball, but the game is boring enough. It gets even more boring when you need to have like a calculator out to figure out what the hell yeah. they're talking about. Like, or, or the obscure ones. You know, that's the last person to hit a grand slam after facing thirteen pitches on a Tuesday night while he was wearing a red jersey was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Panasonic Jones for the Baltimore Colts in seventy six. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's. I mean, maybe we should get back to the teams themselves, though. No, 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 no. I, I, uh, oh yeah, we do have another. I was, I was, I was almost like stalling on purpose. No, but we have uh, Sandy Leone. So I know he got designated for assignment, and that was the end of what I know. Did he, he accept it? He cleared waivers and he accepted an assignment to Pawtucket. So, so now he's, he's playing in Pawtucket. He's still with us and he's still available. I think he's, this is he's an still interesting. With us. He didn't die. He, he's oh, still good. with us. Oh, good. He didn't die. He's not on the forty-man roster anymore, but he is still with us. Oh, good. I think this is a, a, an, an interesting thing to watch. You know, the catcher's ERA. I wrote about this in my last article. Catcher's ERA. His was a full half a game, a half a run lower than Vasquez last year. Now, some of that may have been him catching sail all the time, but there's something to be said for when a pitcher has the confidence in his catcher. To call a game, to block pitches in the dirt, and now they had that with Leon, and to me, that is worth keeping a guy on a team, even if he can't hit. You have that with the Red Sox; they have a good enough lineup that you can you can have that luxury of having somebody in there for defense only. Now you could say that's Bradley too, and I I would have a hard time arguing with. It. And by the way, Bradley's new swing—I don't see it. You know what's crazy? I'm is, going is, on a rant here, but. I think this is this is something we need to watch going forward. Is the ca- and well, last so- night Swi- I'm being like Jessica Mendoza and not speaking in complete sentences. <laughs> last night Swihart uh, caught for Erod, and uh, Dana Levangi, the pitching coach, kind of called them out after the game, saying they didn't follow the game plan. You know, he threw a lot of changeups and not a lot of fastballs. Yeah. So, I think this is something we have to watch moving forward. Is the the catcher's ERA. If Sale gets lit up again in the second start, do you think we're going to see Leon back up with the with the big boys? For I, I don't think you'll start? see it, but I think you'll see people calling for it. So, you it know, you, it's Doug Mirabelli all over again. They'll they'll fly him in. He'll get the state police escort to the stadium. They'll fly from, him in for Pawtucket. They'll, they'll, get, they'll put him on a <laughs> Greyhound bus to get him up here. Yeah, like I don't. I mean, I I don't think I don't think I agree with 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 the like the personal catchers and and that kind of stuff. In a situation where you're an elite pitcher, 
Like Chris Sale didn't have Sandy Leon when he pitched in Chicago. Like he's like realistically, if you're an elite pitcher, it shouldn't matter who's catching you. You should you should be able to to still deliver the pitches and and and, and if you're an elite pitcher, no. If you're borderline pitcher, if you're if you're I think E-Rod, it can make a maybe. difference. If you're Erod, maybe. If I, you're, I think a great catcher can get the best out of a pitcher, out of a mediocre pitcher. Yeah, well, your son, your your other son was a catcher, so you're biased, but. But that's but, got nothing to do with it. No, that's got no, no. It really has nothing to do with it. But, I, I've but, always been interested in the catcher position. But I just, to me, I love Chrisell. But it's if he has that with Sandy Leone right now, which statistically it kind of backs it up that he does. If I don't know if it was last year, or the year before, when when Leone caught him, his ERA was stupid low, and when other catchers caught him, it was just low. But yeah. but if that's a thing. That's soft. That's it, soft. Is it soft, or is it just the catcher understands the pitcher, what he can throw, what he can do in certain situations, knows nah. the batters how to attack them? No, no. You don't, you don't see. It should be. You were an outfielder. You used to pitch. Yeah, it didn't matter who was catching. It didn't matter to you who was catching. No. Would you throw? My, would my, you throw a curveball down and away if you didn't think your catcher could block it? Could yes. you throw it with as much conviction? Yes. If you thought it was going to skip past him and a runner was going to me personally, yes. I did. I I pitched the exact same way no matter what team I was on. And my high school team, we went through catchers like, I think I had three or four my senior year. I went 10 and 1. It didn't matter who was catching because I was that damn good. <laughs> <laughs> Joke, joking, sort of, but it really didn't matter who was catching. And then I was lucky enough after that to have Chris catch me. And... I guess I guess I know because I know Chris was was really really good. Okay, so you had confidence in. But I but I wouldn't change the way I pitched. It, well, I think you're an exception to the rule. Well, that's just cuz I'm not good. That's what it is. But it I don't know. If that's what it is, I think it's soft and I just I just wanted to get your opinion on on cuz I know Sale got lit up and the Sale Leon weird Well, it wasn't just Sale have. getting lit up. No, 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 no. Got I, lit I, up. I know, and but last night Erod got lit up. But but I see uh Leon was Sales like catcher, like Sale, uh, Leon got the start when Sale pitched, right. which and you kind of said need, how much he liked to throw to Leon. Which you do need, I think you do need to have with, with your backup catcher should have a really good relationship with one of your starting pitchers because the catchers need days off. So like that, that makes sense, but it shouldn't be your ace. Should not be your ace. Your ace should be should because come playoff time, your best catcher is going to catch. Your best hitting catcher should catch. Not necessarily. Should be in the playoffs. Your best all-around catcher should be catching. David the game, no Ross was who's your catcher pitching. in thirteen. He wasn't your best hitting catcher. Who was Veritek? No, Saltomachia. Oh, he sucks too. They yeah, both yeah, sucked. He's, they both sucked. They all but, sucked. But they went with Ross because he was the better defensive catcher. Okay, so the best all-around catcher should be catching come playoff time. Your best all-around catcher is Christian Vasquez. So he should be catching. I don't think so. I do. I don't think. Right now, you're you he think, is slightly right now, Vasquez he was a is better slightly than better hitter, slightly better hitter than Leon. He's what a two twenty hitter. <laughs> I'm just catching up. <laughs> None of them hit though. None of them hit. Swihart gives you the bigger upside. Oh, g- g- None of them hit. None no. of them hit. No, none of them are uh, real Muto. No, or, or, like or Yadier Molina. Like, n- yeah. none of them. None Yadier of them. Molina didn't hit when he first came into the league either. Yeah, but now he does. Now he rakes. But 
Buster Posey, but there's like they're they're none of those. So therefore, shouldn't you? I mean, I guess if if that's the case, then you should go with whoever the pitcher's comfortable with. But come playoff okay, time, thanks for making my point. But playoff time, your best catcher catches, right? Right. So that's how it, like a four or five starter should have that that kind of relationship with a catcher, not your ace. Agreed? No. No. It's, so it disagree. doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. If you get something that works, you stay with it. Okay. Whatever you say. Because, I, I don't know. I just think if, if you're this that good. back to the Gordon Hayward coming off the bench thing. Yeah, if, if, if that works, you stay with it. More and more people are coming around to, to my side on that one, where that he should be starting. I don't know. But you brought up Jackie Bradley Jr., which I wanted to, I wanted to get to. Matt is huge on Jackie Bradley Jr., thinking this is going to be his breakout year. And I just thought Matt was just, like, saying things. Like just he like he genuinely feels that way. He talked about it on fantasy baseball. Yeah. Wrote an article wrote an about article it. Genuinely about it. feels that you know Jackie Bradley Jr. is going to have a breakout season. I've heard it like five or six times now from five or six different outlets that that they think Jackie Bradley. I think ESPN even said that Jackie Bradley Jr. is going to have yeah because he a breakout his season. swing. He worked with uh, JD Martinez. He's got a new swing. I don't see it. I'm sorry. It looks like the same long swing to me that he's always had. I just don't understand what they think is going to happen. Like, n- like nothing has shown that he's going to have a break because he had a good, air quotes, good ALCS. What did he now, hit? What did he hit in the postseason? Not great, but he hit a bunch of home runs. Two hundred. Not great, but he hit, he hit a bunch of home runs. So now he did. He had a, a lot of timely hits. home runs. Yeah, timely home runs, and that's now they think he's going to break still, out season. He still hit two hundred. It's just delusional. That's what he is. It's just just delusional to me. Now Devers, I think, is going to have a breakout season. But first inning of the first game, he got lazy at third Error. base, booted another one. Can't have that. Stop. Where are we going? We're not going anywhere. Did we the go wrong. off the air there I for hit, a second? No, I hit the wrong button. Um, anything else you'd like to discuss before we, before we do sign off? I think we're good. We are. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to twitch.tv slash the syndicate network. We do appreciate the chat uh, flying today. I, I couldn't really keep up at some points. I was trying to but we were in too much of a heated discussion. Um, don't forget to check out all of our articles, which are still coming once a day, sometimes two or three articles a day, but they're still going. One day last week we had four. Still going strong one day. at the uh, bostonsportssyndicate.com. Don't forget, too, if you are going to an event or concert or game, you can Music use Music for the Boston Sports Syndicate podcast provided by I am CDM. Boston Sports Syndicate. Yes. All right, guys, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye, guys. We don't need a time and a place, so you baby face it. You work overnight, can I be a day? I'm missing you back to back.